You know how to book flights and hotels. All you're missing is a tool to help you plan that unbelievable travel experience. That's why you need Viator. Book guided tours, excursions, and more in one place. There are over 300,000 travel experiences to choose from, so you can find something for everyone. And Viator offers free cancellation and 24-7 customer support for worry-free travel. Download the Viator app now and use code Viator10 for 10% off your first booking in the app. Find travel experiences for you. Do more with Viator. Here's the commissioner with the first announced pick acquired by trade in 2018. The Tampa Bay Buccaneers have traded the seventh pick to the Buffalo Bills. With the seventh pick in the 2018 NFL Draft, the Buffalo Bills select... Where else would you rather be than right here, right now? Hey, let's go Buffalo. Hey, let's go Buffalo. The Bills make me wanna... Hey Bills fans, welcome to another episode of the Circling the Wagons podcast. Uh, blah, 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 blah. All right, let's get right into this pick, John, with the first round, the seventh overall pick, the Buccaneers traded with the Buffalo Bills. The Bills gave away both of their second round picks, number 53 and number 56, and gave away obviously number 12 to the Bucks to move up to number seven to draft Wyoming quarterback Josh Allen. The six foot five tall quarterback with a rocket arm who has never really had a bunch of success either in high school or college. And uh, yeah, yeah, I, I'm gonna. You could just tell by the intro, by the way we talked about this. I'm not really excited about this pick. What about you? Especially, especially. Hold on, real quick. Especially with Josh Rosen still on the board when the Bills uh, were picking. But go ahead. Well, I, I should preface this with that I don't know a whole lot about the college quarterbacks or, or the college players in general coming out. Um, I do know that Rosen was pretty much the consensus at that point. Um. But, I mean, you got to trust the process, right? Yeah, so that's why I wanted to talk to you especially <laughs> because you do have to trust the process. But let me let me just give you this scenario, okay? Um, we actually have a mutual friend. This is a mutual friend of ours who uh, who stopped by my office. My, I don't have an office. I stopped by my cube. <laughs> stopped by my cube yesterday and was like, hey, so uh, my wife and my family and I were coming back from Florida and we are flying Southwest direct. And it was right after that, um, that engine failure happened where the lady died. And he's like, you know, we're up in the air and all of a sudden there is, you know, um, issues mechanically. They say we have to land in Baltimore instead of Rochester. So, um, he's like, Oh no, you know, we just heard the news. They were scared. He's like, I'm thinking, you know, my wife, my children, you know, what if this is the end, blah, blah, blah. And then he also thinks, damn it. He's like, I won't even get to see who the Bills pick as their franchise quarterback on Thursday. <laughs> so 
he's thinking about all that stuff, right? And then he's telling me later, he's like, you know what? But if it's Josh Allen, he's like, maybe I'll just wish, I'll just have wished that that plane ended up going down. <laughs> uh, that's funny. Well, I mean, you know, from, from what I've heard, I mean, it, it, it sounds like Rosen would have been the safer pick, right? Oh, yeah. Allen, it, it, it almost seems like he has, while he has a low floor, he also has a high ceiling. Like, he could bust like Jamarcus Russell, or he could be the next Roethlisberger or, or play like Cam Newton. It's, you know, obviously, who knows, right? Kelly was, what, the third quarterback taken? Marino was the sixth, something like that? Yeah. It, I mean, you, you never know with these things. And and the best part is, out of all of this, is the Bills kept their number 22 pick this year, and they kept their first-round pick next year. John, I am digging your positive vibe tonight. I mean, you are just you – are, you, are, you are lifting me up a little bit. Now, um, let me tell you uh, a couple of reasons why I don't like the pick. <laughs> and I know you said you're not like really up to speed on the college quarterbacks, and, and I'm not either. I'm not a scout, and I just listened to what people have said and, and, and just kind of read what I could. And, you know, we had a couple of guys on to talk about it. The biggest issue with Josh Allen is his accuracy. And you think about accuracy and you're like, well, you know, that's kind of important. Maybe you can learn it. Well, apparently a lot of people think that you cannot learn accuracy as a quarterback. Um, and uh, sometimes people blame it on his weapons, the fact that he went to a school, he didn't have a good offensive line. Um, but I guess, I guess let me put it to you this way. When the Bills were on the clock, and Mike Mayock, and I was watching the NFL Network, I don't know about you, but I was, they had Mike Mayock and Troy Aikman and, you know, um, Steve Smith from the, the former Carolina Panthers wide receiver. And they're all like, oh, it's going to be Josh Rosen. It's going to be Josh Rosen. And they were praising Josh Rosen, saying how amazing he was, this and that. And then managers. What's that? That's why they're not general managers. Yes. Yes. Hey, hey, fair enough. But then they found out that Josh Allen was taken. And normally when another player is taken, they're like, okay, well, let's talk about all the things he's good at. And they talked about his size and the fact that he's got a great arm. And then the conversation went to issues with him right away. And with a seventh overall pick, not that he's not going to have some issues. I mean, all, all these players, even, you know, Baker Mayfield taking first overall, which how crazy was that? But, um, he has issues like they all do, but man, like they just went into tearing apart his game for the better half of that breakdown. And even Troy Aikman, Troy Aikman, former quarterback, Hall of Famer, um, said to, uh, said an NFL network, he's, he said, uh, hold on, let me pull up the tweet. I actually tweeted, quoted his tweet. You know, Aikman is a commentator. You don't like him? As a commentator. Oh, is it because he beat us twice in Super Bowls? <laughs> no, I just, no, I, no, he's always, he's, a, he's actually been an accurate passer, but just uh, on TV, I've never liked him. Okay. Well, he said, uh, when you're a quarterback and inaccurate and a couple of other things, but he's like, in my opinion, as a, as a quarterback, that's just not something you can overcome, which I'm like, oh, okay, well, that's interesting. You know, like uh, it, I, I, I retweeted this thing today. Hold on. I've, I've tweeted so many things today Yeah, over so, the draft. While you're looking for that, I mean, like, I, I agree that you can't like 
fix accuracy, but you could fix mechanics and other things that could affect accuracy. Maybe. Maybe. I imagine Brian Dable had a, had a hand in this, right? I mean... Obviously, that was his biggest knock, right? Was his accuracy. Everything else was great, right? Yes. I Well, no, not even that, actually. Hold on. Let me pull up his... So, so the overview from uh, NFL.com, is probably, is it says he's likely to be the biggest boomer bust quarterback prospect in the draft. Right. Like you said, Allen's arm size and arm talent are prototypical for early first-round pick, but it's rare to find a quarterback with such a low collegiate completion rate become a successful pro. Now, Allen's receivers struggled to separate, but there were plenty of times where his lack of anticipation and post-snap plan did him in. Allen can make some truly special throws, but his his ability to improve the mental part of his game will determine whether he's a good NFL starter or just another big, strong-armed guy. And and from a positive point of view, at least the mental aspect, he did score a 37 on the Wonderlick, which was the highest score of all the quarterbacks. So I, I think maybe mentally he can... Um, he can definitely do it. I mean, his strengths. Because I kept hearing that Rosen was one of the smartest. I yeah. mean, he might be, but like, I thought like I heard somebody say that he was the smartest. I think he was uh 29. I mean, just based on the wonder, like that doesn't mean he's yeah. not the smartest, but you know, I, I, I understood that he was very smart also. Uh, never had a, never had a completion rate higher than 56% in either season as a starter. Um, Here's a question for you. Have the Bills in the past year given you any reason to doubt the process? That is an excellent question. I don't think they have. So, like, I even so, yeah, that's that's an excellent point because, um, if you look at the moves that they made, like remember last season when they traded away Sammy Watkins and Ronald Darby and everyone's like, what are you doing? This is the year of the tank. We all thought that, right? Yep. And you're I right. Did. And then somehow they managed to pull out a, uh, a, a playoff season, you know, out of the, out of nowhere, which they shouldn't have. Yes. And they have two first round picks this year on top of it. Yes. So that's okay. Let me, let me talk about the keeping the two first round picks. Cause that's a good point. And they, and they should be given credit for that. So, um, but in order to move, um, from 12 to seven, um, five spots, they gave up two second round picks when the Cardinals traded with the Raiders to go from 15 to 10, uh, also five spots, but you know, obviously, you know, it's three spots later than when the when they were originally going to pick. So those three spots, they only gave up a third and a fifth round pick with the Raiders. Three spots later. And one of the quarterbacks was already off the board. Another quarterback was off the board and they were taking quarterback. Yeah. But I mean, you know, you could say the same thing. Like if, if just the fact that they wanted to move up though, I don't think that really matters with, with, you know, what quarterbacks are, are out there or not. I mean, this is what you're trading the, to get your quarterback. The bills might have been competing with the Cardinals to trade with Tampa Bay, which is why they probably had to give up more. Yeah. Okay. I guess that's, that's a little fair. And they wanted to get ahead of the dolphins that the dolphins didn't get Rosen, but man, man, I don't think that's where we're going to take a quarterback. No, I was more worried about the Cardinals. Yeah. Well, I wasn't worried about the Cardinals taking a quarterback because they're NFC West. I don't have to deal with them, <laughs> but I like, I was more worried about them taking the quarterback that Bean wanted. Oh yeah, yeah, yeah. Now, now we know for sure. 
I mean, the, they could have wanted Mayfield and Darnold, sure, but now we know that they traded up. This is the guy that they thought was the best quarterback, the quarterback worth, I mean, not Josh Rosen, you know? So, um, yeah, so you do have two new rookie quarterbacks in the in the AFC East. You have Sam Darnold and now Josh Allen. So, um, I don't know, man, we'll, we'll see. I, there's this, okay, so, I, so this is what I want to tell you um, about, you know, and this is obviously a guy that doesn't believe in Josh Allen. And I, and I don't want to harp on this because like you said, we never know. We're not general managers. We don't know anything. Um, but I, I just thought this was interesting. Jeremy, um, white pointed this out in GR and I it just, I just want you to listen to it. You know, obviously we're going to back Josh Allen. He's our quarterback and we really, really hope that he is the answer because, you know, we've been void of quarterback uh success you know and the other thing like you said the the bills didn't have to give up a first next year either you know which we thought if they moved up to number two they would have to or any earlier you know um absolutely so so those are positives but i I will i will point this out um the warren sharp at at sharp football said a day before the draft i wanted to discuss this again as as not many are when studying quarterbacks it's key to know what did this coach who was uh, it's key to know what did his coach who was with him for years think about the player often the coaches tell us real time via play calling none of us know the prospect better than the than his coach if an offensive coordinator has a great quarterback that he believes in a prospect that could be high first round pick he puts the ball in his quarterback's hand and lets him throw the ball to win especially with the natural edge pass Natural edge passing has to rushing. You don't take it out of his hands. If an offensive coordinator who was recruit who recruited a quarterback spent three years with him daily in the offseason in practices and games, but takes the ball out of his hands during his final year, it's a big red flag in my opinion. Forget what coaches tell you tell forget what this coach tells you to promote the QB in March. Look what he did during the games. Now, this is obviously in response to Josh Allen. He said, look at his 2017 adjusted run rate. These two rows make sense. UCLA, whose rushing offense was merely average, posted an extremely low run rate. Rosen was throwing often. Oklahoma, whose rushing offense was the best in the nation, didn't need Mayfield to throw as often to throw it as often. This is logical. You're not going to have a high adjusted run rate if your run offense is horrible, especially when you have a high first round quarterback under center. At least you shouldn't. But look at the 2018 class of top six QBs and see what stands out to you. See, the only team with a below average run offense was the only team that chose to run the ball more often than average, much more often. Why would an offensive coordinator choose to do this? Perhaps if they faced bad run defenses and great pass defenses, then it could be understandable to an extent. But of eleven, but of Wyoming's eleven opponents, seven of the eleven featured worse pass defenses than run defenses. These pass defenses were below average and most often worse than the run defense. Yet Wyoming, with Josh Allen, chose to lean on their 108th ranked rush rushing attack. Wyoming's offensive coordinator decided to call these plays. He recruited Josh Allen. He had Allen for three years in camp, in practice, in games, and after a very intriguing sophomore year, Josh Allen wanted to go pro. Vigan called uh, the offensive coordinator called Allen's dad and told Allen or told him Josh should return to school. Um, blah 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 blah. But uh, okay, hold on. I understand if a coach has a system and ideal 
uh, strategy he likes. But if he if he can see in game that rushing the ball a lot on early downs with a terrible run offense is impacting their ability to convert first downs and has a quarterback he believes a top five uh, round draft pick, why did he not throw the ball more often? At the end of the day, we can compare prospect stacks stats, but I think it's less uh, apples to apples than most think. So um, we should Maybe also sit, wasn't very good. What's that? Maybe the coach wasn't very good. It's also true. That that's what we got to hope. So so this guy kind of breaks down the fact that the rushing attack was really bad at Wyoming, but as a result, they rushed more than they should have, <laughs> considering how bad they were. And they're like, well, if you had a if you had a you know a first round prospect quarterback, why wouldn't you just throw the ball more? Because you're trying to win games, you know. Um. Anyways, I mean, we got to hope that what you're saying is true, but I. And I hate to get on the de- the bandwagon and be a super Debbie Downer and real negative person here um, because this is the Bills draft. This is our favorite team, and we're going to be stuck with this guy at least three or four more years, no matter what. Or sixteen years. Or yeah, and but we're, yeah, we got to hope it's sixteen years for sure. But uh, yeah, that's that's all. That's all. It was really stood out to me, and I'm like, huh, that's a good point. So I don't know. We'll see. Um, here's what I hope. I hope that Josh Allen is the answer, and I hope that Sam Darnold fails out completely because I'm not scared of Tannehill, and I know that someday Tom Brady is going to retire. So, um, yeah. Yeah. Yeah, that's absolutely. all I'll say about it. I mean, we're going to stand behind Josh Allen. We're not going to hope that he fails. No, yeah, just like everybody else, right? Like, you got to hope you know, when they drafted EJ or Trent, you know, Trent Edwards, you know, you you're when they had, you know, Lossman, like you're, you're hoping for them. You're, you're rooting for them because they're a Bill. Exactly. Exactly. And you know what? It's funny is this is the same feeling I had internally when we, you and I were watching the, the draft, the, like, what was it? Four or five, six years ago now when the Bills did select DJ Manuel. And I was like, ah, that's not who I want. (laughs) And I had the same feeling when they drafted Josh Allen. I mean, it's so funny that the difference is I, if they had drafted Josh Rosen, I would have been extremely ecstatic. I'd have been, you know, out of my chair. I would have, I would have been trying very hard not to wake up our son upstairs. So, uh, (laughs) well, here's the thing about feelings, right? So like when the bills went three and 13, this was many years ago now. I had a bad feeling about that season. And then this past season, I felt the same way. I'm like, they're going to go like three and 13 again. And they made the playoff. So who knows, you know, that, you know, that could really happen. John, this is why I love you, man. Uh, (laughs) Hey, question for you. Yeah. What are their biggest needs for the rest of the draft? Okay. So now we're talking the fact that the bills still have the 22nd overall pick because they did not trade that away. All right. So let's look on, the Bills' biggest needs right now are linebacker, wide receiver, and interior offensive lineman. So center guard prospects, right? Yep, I agree completely with those three. Um, so it's either, I, I, I'd say, um, unless there's just an outstanding prospect that they just can't pass up on. And and, and if you watch uh, the Buffalo Bills' uh, Inside the War Room video, which I retweeted, um, they talk about the assistant general manager, I forget his name, um, he said that uh, that's that's the point. They will take the best player available, not just what fits their need, um, because needs change from year to year, which I thought was awesome, by the way. Because you right. and I have discussed that, like best player available versus absolutely um, player of need, 
and uh, you always go best player available unless it's like neck and neck, right? <laughs> right. Um, so, but anyway, um, I, I, I'm hoping that they get, uh, I mean, they got Josh Allen now. I mean, they got to get a freaking speed threat so that they can actually throw some, throw the ball to someone, you know, so yep. he can, because they don't have a speed threat on this, on their team right now. So if, if he had a rent, so you're saying receiver should be number one out of the remaining needs. So you mean you mean I'm saying that they should pick a receiver? Well, it, no, well, not necessarily. But if you had to rank the needs, like so, you said linebacker. I think linebacker, honestly, I would say is their biggest need. Ah, uh, dude, it's it it changes for me because with the retirement of Richie Incognito and Eric Wood, like they're literally their two best offensive linemen, and their offensive line wasn't all that good to begin. Exactly, with. it wasn't all that good to begin with. I could make a point that to say that uh, a guard is definitely in their need, and and since they don't pick again till the the beginning of the third round, um, yeah, there might be there might be a thing where they they have to um, they have to get that guy sooner rather than later. I think that there will be a chance to. I heard that this is a draft that's pretty deep at wide receiver, and there's not a whole lot of like really high elite level talent a wide receiver. So I'm okay waiting till the third or fourth round for a guy. Yeah. Um, unless a guy falls like Calvin Ridley falls to them at 22, which I don't think he will. Um, so maybe wait for the third round for uh, that guy. Um, I, I also feel like offensive linemen could be had, even if you're converting tackles to interior linemen, maybe, maybe they go for linebacker at 22. Yeah, I'd be okay with that. So, um, so I'm just looking at the board as it stands right now. Um, the only linebacker taken so far is Roquan Smith to the bears. Right. He's pretty good. So I Tremaine Edmonds is still, uh, available. Mm-hmm. Um, let's see. And there's Great. a lot of guys picking ahead of the bill. So, so it's very possible that, that he ends up going, but, um, but yeah, yeah. What do you think? Who, who who would you like to see? If if all things being equal, um, and, and you know the all three guys, you know, have the same same amount of value. Um, who would you rather see, linebacker, wide receiver, or like center guard? I, I think linebacker. Um, I only because what, what you said about the receiver depth in the draft, and then um, my thoughts on being able to get offensive linemen later as well. Um, if I had to actually make them one, two, three, as far as needs are concerned, um, I might, I might say linebackers one, or maybe, maybe, maybe guard. It's tough. Yeah. I mean, they have wide receivers on their roster. That's a, that's, that's the difference. They may not be good, but they, and the linebacker, I mean, I don't even know if they have three starters, <laughs> you know? Exactly. <laughs> I mean, they have Matt Milano, um, Lorenzo Alexander, and then blank, you know? So they don't even have enough to fill out a, a starting core. And their guard, I mean, the, the good thing about the guard and center is that they do have Ryan Groy and John Miller. Both have been starters right, in right, the past. Right. So really they just need to, you know, uh, have have another starter and they still have Vlad Dukasa. So they do have starters on the roster, whether they'll be better this year or not, who knows? Yeah. Um, and they still got Benjamin, right? 
Yeah. Yep. Exactly. Um, so something. So least. yeah, I I would agree with you. Then I think I think linebacker then is where I would focus all things being equal is to get that stud middle linebacker that Luke Keekley that they need for their for their defense if there is even one available or anyone close yeah, to that. Yeah. So, um, but I mean, you know, hey, getting a weapon for Josh Allen wouldn't hurt too. I honestly, I'd be okay with all three of those. Um, I, I guess here, here's a good question. What position would they take where you'd be like, oh, really? Come on. <laughs> you know, uh, like think back to when the Bills drafted um, C.J. Spiller and they had Marshawn Lynch and Fred Jackson well, already on the roster. And you're just like, really? Come on. <laughs> obviously, running back in the first round. No, I, would, I wouldn't think so. I wouldn't mind them drafting a running back like in the fifth or sixth round. But first round, definitely not running back ever, ever. Yes. Yes. I, if, I mean, I think safety is one that obviously I think they're okay at. They don't, they don't need to take a first round guy for right. sure. Um, I but mean, like, they, they could take it. I mean, they, they do have a lot of holes. They could take an edge rusher. They could take yeah. a different tackle. Kyle Williams is going to be, this is going to be his last year. They did, you know, um, they could really take almost anybody. I wouldn't take a running back though. They two defensive tackles have no. been taken. Um, um, Vita Vey for to Washington and um, Marcus or no no, no, no. Uh, Vita Vey and Duran Payne from Alabama. Uh, Marcus Davenport, defensive end from Texas, just went to the Saints. So um, there's still a possibility, you know. That 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 uh, one of those edge edge pass rusher, I'd be okay honestly with uh, with even even corner as weird as it sounds. I mean, yeah, you know, um, we signed Vontae Davis, and you know we have Tre'Davious White, but uh, there's not a whole lot of starting talent behind those guys. Um, to get a shutdown corner would be huge. Obviously, yeah. you know, it, it, if the guy was that much ranked that much higher over linebacker. Yep, I, I agree 100. percent I like they got a corner. Um, for starters, but if they got one at 22, I'd be fine with that. What they really need, though, I mean, going back, I, I was just thinking about it, is a linebacker that they can use in nickel situations because they play in nickel like 60% of the time. And they have Matt Milano, who's great in, you know, pass coverage and, you know, run support. And uh, Preston Brown was such a liability in pass coverage last season. And if they could just get, I mean, you, sure you have Lorenzo Alexander. He's a good spot starter for now, you know. Um, but what they really need is another guy to stick in on pass coverage on third down when they're in nickel or whenever they are in nickel. That is not a detriment in pass coverage. So you get those two guys, and you pretty much you, you have a you have a decent secondary already. You know, you, you shore up your your linebacking core with the two you know starters that that should be able to complement it well. And then you know you you yet and start to lay uh, a better defensive tackle than what they had next to Kyle Williams last season. You bring Kyle Williams back, who's steady, but you know getting older, obviously. And then you know just need more from Shaq Lawson and Jerry Hughes. And you know your defense is looking okay. You know it's not as it's not as bad as it was. Um, and then, you know, you maybe pick up a nickel corner later in the draft or maybe another starting outside corner or whatever, you know, some depth. Um, yeah, you, you know, it's funny. It's like, 
every like when the season ends and like all the way up through the draft and everything, it's always like you have all these holes every year, no matter what. <laughs> yep. August comes, nothing's changed, but you're like you're watching training camp and you're like, you know what? I think they could be right at this. Everything's great. They got everything they need. Yeah. <laughs> Yeah, but we're, we we are the only team that thinks that, right? Nobody else thinks that about their team come <laughs> training camp. No, that's funny, man. Yeah, you leave the season and then you lose some free agents. You pick up a few and you're just like, wow, like everyone's gone. <laughs> a few unexpected retirements. Man, how much better, though, would you feel about this team if Eric Wood and Regine Cognito hadn't just suddenly retired out of nowhere, still in the middle of their contracts and, and whatever, you know? Oh, ooh, yep. Buffalo. Ooh, 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 we got a trade. Buffalo just traded up to number 16. No kidding. Yeah, I just saw that. I just saw that the Bills are on the clock now. I was thinking about that, if they would do that. I, I, I didn't think they would. But. Ooh, and I wonder if it'll be um, – this is kind of cool. We're doing this live on the podcast. Well, live for us, not live for the listeners. <laughs> what are you talking about? What's that? You think it's for that linebacker you're talking about? Ooh, it could be. It could be. Yeah, it could be the lock. It could be Edmonds. It could be uh, Calvin Ridley. I could see the Bills that Ridley hasn't been taken. Brian Dable with, uh, you know, his Alabama ties. I could see that being the guy. You know, get a, I wonder what they had to give up to, um, to go to sixteen. I, I mean, eventually, I think we're gonna find that out. Probably their third round pick. I know, right? We won't have any T two picks to worry. About. I don't have to watch anything tomorrow. <laughs> I know. <laughs> It'd be funny if they pick like Mason Rudolph or uh, Lamar Jackson. <laughs> well, maybe, maybe just to screw the Patriots, right? Because then the Patriots, like, I heard they had interest in Lamar Jackson. Yep. Yep. That'd be worth it just for that. Yes. Yes, it would. <laughs> just, to, just to screw it out of that. Um, Jeremy, how many quarterbacks do you think are going to be taken in the first round this year? Um, I think at least five. Well, four have been taken, so I th- it's six. I think Mason Rudolph will probably be taken too by like some was, guy. Was the last time that it was six? Was that the '83 draft? Ah, uh, yes. Yep. That's impressive. <laughs> yeah. Uh, someone is saying Edmonds, Tremaine Edmonds, um, Thad Brown. A lot of people are saying Tremaine Edmonds. Um, okay, what did the Ravens have traded? 16 and 154 to the bills for 22 and 65 so the bills traded up they now have no second round picks and one third round pick and now i guess what what's 154 i don't know that off the top of my head that's got to be what a fifth round pick yeah the bills got a fifth and they gave up a third, third round pick, third. okay yeah. so whatever not not awful it was well, they a high... still have third round yeah they still have a, their third round right yeah um, or no, they, or whatever they have. Tyrod, right? The yeah. Tyrod trade? No, the Tyrod trade is the 65 pick. That's the one they gave away. Yeah, that's what I meant. Yes. So the pick is in. <laughs> do, 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 do. Live on the podcast. What are you doing, I mean, Buffalo? I, I don't have my uh, my TV going, so you're going to have to tell me if uh, yeah, Twitter this doesn't. Is, this is crazy that they traded up twice. Joe Biscali is thinking Edmonds or Vander Esch. It still says pick is in. Mike Mayock is talking (laughs) (laughs) right now. (laughs) Uh, Commissioner hasn't gone up yet. I assume when he does, they're going to boo again. (laughs) Thank God. Uh, The Bills have moved up for Virginia Tech linebacker Tremaine Edmonds. 
the the trade the bills actually received 150 whatever okay wow that's bill the bills get their their linebacker wow we just talked about that tremaine edmonds perfect linebacker virginia tech i guess i mean the guys the kid's only 19 but apparently he's a stud um that's cool we talked about him on the non-quarterback podcast so uh both both picks in the first round the bills of uh bills moved up both times they get their hopefully franchise quarterback and then now they're they're uh starting middle linebacker in Tremaine like Edmonds. It. Is he is he the second linebacker taken so yes. far? Yes, yes he is. He is the second linebacker taken. I like it. Which I, there were rumors that he could go earlier to like San Francisco at 9. That's probably why they traded up for him. They're like, "Hey, this guy's falling, we better get him." Yes. Yes, there are a lot of quarter there are a lot of teams ahead of them, you know, that could easily take a linebacker at that point. So, yeah, no, pretty cool. This cool. is really interesting. Yeah, it's exciting. So, like, the positions for sure are exciting. I'm, I'm excited about Tremaine Edmonds. Obviously not psyched about Josh Allen, but, hey, you know, w- let's wait till we see him in camp. Let's wait to see, you know, what we have going. I remember I was talking to uh, Zach Sheets on the, uh, on the quarterback podcast, and he was saying, you know, I kept asking him. I'm like, hey, you know, um, I, I – part of me doesn't care who they get as long as the guy that they get is better than what they've had recently. And obviously Tyrod Taylor is the best they've had in a while, but like if he's better than Tyrod Taylor, I feel like that's a step in the right direction. You know, um, I think that's, that's something that can get you over that hurdle and get you to the next level, get you into the playoffs, maybe have, get you to a deeper run or possibly a Super Bowl run. And he was confident that all six of the, all of the top six quarterbacks could have, could be better than, than Tyrod Taylor like long-term. So, um, that's positive, you know, cause so I think, I think that's enough to get us to the next level. If we have just, you know, a, a, a bit of a better passer than Tyrod. So, um, wow. So, so right now the bills don't pick again until the end of the third round. And, uh, so not a whole lot of movement tomorrow night <laughs> until the very end of the night, I imagine. But, um, yeah, lots to talk about, man. We are going to do another podcast at the end of this weekend to discuss um, all the picks. As I'm going to have uh, Ryan Talbot from New York Upstate and possibly one or two more interviews to the end. So, um, so yeah, this is, this is exciting, man. Are you uh, are you excited? Oh, I'm pumped. Hey, did you know that uh, Tr- Tremaine Simmons, his dad, was in Tecmo Super Bowl? His dad was? Yeah, he he was a tight end for the Dolphins, Farrell Edmonds. Wow. Or well, Farrell, sorry. Dude, how how the hell did you find that out? <laughs> I, I saw it I saw it on the TV. Oh, okay. Okay. I thought I thought that was what are they saying about him on uh, on NFL network? Well, I, I have it on mute so that it's not coming across, so I, I don't know. <laughs> it's showing some sick tackles. Well yeah, yeah, they show some plays. Uh-huh. Look sweet. Yeah, yeah, nice. Nice as a make up for uh, a little bit of the first round of letdown for, I mean, I know you weren't let down for it. You didn't well, really know one way or another. <laughs> see, see, this is the beauty of it for me. I couldn't have been let down because I didn't know enough about the quarterback. <laughs> so eh, I got to trust the process. Yep. They didn't, you know, let me down otherwise. Uh, Brandon Bean or, or uh, McDermott over the last year. Mm-hmm. They made the playoffs when everybody thought everybody thought they were going to tank. They got all these extra picks. They're making moves. They're grabbing players of need. I, I think things are great. Yeah, yeah, man. I, I, I'm gonna I'm gonna stick with the positive 
vibe that you're sending out. I'm just going to, I'm just going to grab onto it and just kind of bear hug it for a minute because I really need to be where you're at. I just saw Ryan Talbot tweeted that Tremaine Edmonds is a real steal for the Bills at number 16. A lot of people are saying Anthony Marino of Buffalo Rumblings gives a little hell yes tweet to that. So that's good. Um, okay. All right. All right, man. Hey, hey, this is good. I wanted to, uh, so, so we're, we're holding on to that positive vibe. This is a good start. It's a good start to the draft. They might have filled two really important needs in the first round. And, uh, and yeah, we're staying positive, man. Hey, there's, you never know how these guys are going to turn out. Nobody thought Dan Marino, like you said, was taken with a, he's a sixth quarterback taken in the 83 draft. Obviously enough people didn't think higher of him or he would have been drafted higher. Um, so let's just hope that this is, this is one of those situations, even with, you know, even with the racial tweets that came out today, <laughs> um, from Josh Allen, but, but you know what, positive. Hey, real quick, before we end the podcast, John, I want to give a quick shout out to my wife for, uh, allowing me to watch the draft. And I don't say this because like I'm completely whipped or whatever, but this is our anniversary. It's our wedding anniversary tonight. Um, so I, I tweeted that earlier, you know, yesterday, like, Hey, what do I do? You know, I want to. I want to watch the most important draft in our lifetimes, but I also uh, want to uh, not upset my wife on our wedding anniversary. So luckily she was able to do that. So thank you to her for that. Um, hey, shout out to um, all the all the wives and, and girlfriends and significant others in our lives that allow us to be Bills fans, right, John? Absolutely. I know your wife is a, is a big Bills fan. She's always encouraged it. Man, there's uh, – you if – for all you guys out there that are single in bachelors or whatever, if you have a significant other or a wife or a girlfriend or whatever, you know, that, that does that man, hold on to them. That is, that is a rare quality. It's a rare quality. So, so, uh, but yeah. All right, man. Is there anything else you want to add to the, uh, the draft so far? It sounds like we, uh, we covered a lot here and I know that there's going to be more analysis in the next few weeks and, you know, looking forward to talking to Ryan Talbot at the end of the weekend. But is there anything else you wanted to add to this? Hey. hey, hey. <laughs> All right, man. Great. So for John, go Bills. And for me, Nate, go Bills. Thanks for listening, guys, and check in with us again over the weekend. We'll have more for you. Thank you for listening to the Circling the Wagons podcast. Download and subscribe to us on your favorite podcast service. Email us at ctwpod at gmail.com. That's charlietangowhiskeypod at gmail.com. Follow us on Facebook and Twitter at ctwpod. And most importantly, go Bills. Nobody circles the wagons like the Buffalo Bills. Support for this show comes from Fundrise. Buy low, sell high. It's easy to say, hard to do. For example, high interest rates are crushing the real estate market right now. Demand is dropping and prices are falling, even for many of the best assets. It's no wonder the Fundrise flagship fund plans to go on a buying spree, expanding its billion-dollar real estate portfolio over the next few months. You can add the Fundrise flagship fund to your portfolio in just minutes and with as little as $10 by visiting Fundrise.com Fox. Carefully consider the investment objectives, risks, charges, and expenses of the Fundrise flagship fund before investing. This and other information can be found in the fund's prospectus at Fundrise.com flagship. This is a paid advertisement. More to-dos, less time, and an infinite number of tools to keep track of. Sometimes doing business has never felt harder, but you don't need a miracle to hit your goals. You can just use HubSpot because their all-in-one customer platform can make growing your business infinitely easier. Imagine this, high-quality leads, 
fast closing deals, wildly happy customers, and more benchmark breaking quarters. It's not a miracle, it's HubSpot. Visit HubSpot.com to get started today.